Good afternoon, everyone. You're welcome once again to the Sports Centre Show here on Scarif Bay Community Radio in association with Dark Credit Union on the 88.3 FM and 92.7 FM and on the TuneIn app. And on today's show, I'm John, uh, joined as always by co presenter uh, Pat McNamara. On today's show, we have a real uh, kind of a, a Tulla flavour, uh, uh, especially with the win of St. Joseph's Tulla in the Hearty final last Saturday. We're going to be joined. Uh, by their winning captain, Ronan O'Connor, and the manager, Terence Fahey. We also have a look at the progress of Tulla Athletics and their recent successes with Eugene Conlon. But first of all, we're going to be joined by the newly crowned four-wall champion from the Belfast Tournament, Colin Crehan of Kilkishan. Colin, you're welcome once again to Scarf Bay Community Radio. Leo, Leo, thanks for having me. Nice to be on now. First of all, Colin, many congratulations. Uh, the first tournament of the year. It is always nice to put a, a notch on the board, and you know it's probably your your first really elite title. Uh, you must be delighted and proud of your achievement. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, delighted now. Um, as you say, it's first 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 senior tournament. It, it was it was a big one, but it was not the biggest one. Um, but yeah, definitely delighted to to get it because you know senior senior handball is such a craft to train train and work your way up the rankings. So you know, I just just the last over the over the line the end. Yeah, and and Colin, you know, as we all know from from the handball, it there's very little between all the top players there, and you know, no doubt you you wanted the the, the hard way up in in Belfast, had to beat all the top players, and then eventually came up again. A man you knew, uh, ironically, quite well, your doubles partner, uh, Dermot, in the final. And I suppose that, that you would have practised more with him than with, with any other people. It, it must have been strange, or was it maybe more relaxing to play uh, Dermot in the final without any disrespect to Dermot? Yeah, 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 I suppose. Like, it's, it's unusual. Like, you know, we are we are training, training partners, I suppose. Uh, it probably wouldn't be, it wouldn't be normal that... Two, two play two of the the top players will be to play each other so often. Like you know, we you know, we're double partners. We play nearly nearly once a week, um, or maybe once every two weeks. So you know, I think I was saying earlier, like it was probably it was nearly the comforting knowing that you know I kind of familiar enough with Dermot's game. I just knew, you know, I just knew I had to I had to play and play my best. I had to bring my best handball really to beat him. I was kind of well aware of that. So um, lucky enough. And it went well for me in the day. Shooting didn't go Dermot's way, and you know, just you know, it wouldn't have taken small margins. I know it's probably a cliche, but it could have easily gone, gone the other way, you know, especially when it goes to a tiebreaker. And and Colin, as you said, I, you know, you you play with Dermot quite a lot, and you know, to play at that elite level all the time, you know, obviously it does maybe from the top four down, maybe you've got to the top eight. How many other top players would you? Uh, Play in friendly, shall we say, if there's ever a friendly, but you know, to keep yourself um, at, at, the, at the highest peak? Uh, I suppose Dearman is probably the most, one I play the most regular, and there will be other players around. So I saw them down the top, uh, in the top 10, like I suppose. <laughs> it's funny, there'd probably be small, but I wouldn't say maybe tension between us. I don't know, we wouldn't really ask each other for games. Um, I'd probably play. The other players that I'm dubbing like Darren Doherty, um, playing Ryan Mullen, um, and I'd be playing, you know, fellas like that. Um, you know, I'm probably I'm probably lucky that you know I have dear. I know I'm lucky that I have have dear to play because you know um, I think of the other handballers around around country, you know, Charlie Shanks and probably Martin. Now they're obviously top players, but I suppose 
they wouldn't have the same luxury of having a top player uh, nearby to, to play on a regular basis. Like you know, and like playing like playing Dearmas regularly, you know, elevates both of our games, and you know, it's just it's hugely beneficial to have. Um, but yeah, outside of, outside of him, they wouldn't be uh, they wouldn't really be in the, in the top ten anyway. And Conan, you know, obviously going forward, uh, there's no doubt by defeating uh, Dermot, I suppose, subconsciously, there's no doubt it, it's going to motivate him even more uh, to get back, even at yourself and, 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 and the others as well. But also, it's going to be a driving factor for you, the fact that you're, 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 you're now elevated to number two in the, in the, in the rankings and there's probably um, the target is on your back now as well. And, you know, I suppose, do you feel, would you feel added pressure or look at it just... Take it, take it as it comes. Uh, no, no, I, I, I take it as it comes. Now, I, you look. Suppose, uh, I know I'm number two now, but I suppose I won't be happy until I'm number one. Is so, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the targets on on Mark, Mark back. So, you know, I think everyone's kind of gunning for him. But look, um, you know, I just, I suppose, I just, yeah, was happy again to get it to go over the line the last day. But like, I know there's, like I said. A good bit of work to do, you know, for the championship because you know it's like like even hurling at league and league and championship, you know, championship brings out different level and everyone. So you know, you just have to be ready for that, and um, you know, hopefully, hopefully they will. And Colin, what's next? What's next on the horizons? Obviously, you're speaking about the championship, and obviously that's in 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 early March or whatever. What's the procedure from here on in to leading up to that? Yeah, well, I suppose uh, that the Irish Nationals um, two weeks ago, that was the last ranking tournament. So, eventually, everyone's ranking is in place now and it's just, it's, it's the championship is next. So, that's, you know, that's the, the next thing in line. So, the first round will be on the, the weekend of the 6th of March. And, you know, it'll be probably the last 16 or last 32 round that weekend. So, um, you know, that is a straight knockout. So, I suppose, you know, all I'm worried about now at, at this stage is that weekend, you know, and getting getting in shape and getting, you know, just fine tuning a few things before then, and you know, I suppose yeah, that's the first round. And you know, if you win that, you're playing the following weekend. If you win the following weekend, you're playing the, the final the following the weekend after that. So, you know, I suppose it's a, it's a quick enough turnaround, but you know, as the no cliche is take take one game at a time. And Colin, with regards to doubles with Tiamat and yourself, does is, is does the singles obviously does take they don't all take place at the one time. Obviously the singles is played first and the doubles is played at a at a later date. Yeah, no, they take they take place after so I think there's about probably a week or two between the singles or the singles final and then the doubles will kick off and again it'll be be it'll be all run off over a similar time frame you're talking over three weekends, so and again, straight knockout. Um and what have you? Yeah. So you know, we're still, you know, that way. That I know the singles at the forefront of our minds at the moment, but you know, we're still we're defending champions in the double. So you know, we're gonna do our best to hold on to that. And and Colin, you you know, obviously you're playing the games yourself. Who who do you look to most uh, for the advice and, and and coaching outside of the outside of obviously you're a self coach anyway, but you'd you'd know um, probably everything that they know. But if you need the advice and that extra bit of tips, who do you go to? Yeah, well, I suppose I suppose that's what I'll probably see see most of my games. That was my dad, so I suppose he'd be the he'd be the first point to call. But um, you know, even. Even with the game, I suppose he's like he's 
he's he might regret it now, but he's he's given me a lot of advice and a lot of tips through the years. Um, especially when I was first coming on the scene. Um, so be him, and I suppose like you know, I'll be always passing things off. Um, I suppose that's on as well. Like you know, he would my my coach is a a juvenile and up to minor, so you know he would have been kind of from education, like he would have been yeah you know, the main main driving force behind me getting to getting to the level I am. So like you know, anytime I can, probably anytime I can get his his view on a few things, I'd always be in uh, in touch with him. But um, outside of that, then it's kind of you know it's just kind of watching the game yourself really, yeah. and it's, you know it just kind of then find it. You know, I'm picking up on the on the on the few small things that that aren't going right. But great nowadays, you've kind of all the videos of the games, like you know, so they're they're on Facebook to to review. Yeah, it's. Um, I was just I was going to ask you that. It's one it's one great thing. Like it was, it was great to be able to sit down at home and watch uh, Dermot and yourself battling battling it out in the comfort of sitting in the chair at home. And it's great for the promotion <laughs> for the promotion of handball. And great to see two clear players at the very very top. Yeah, yeah, no, it's brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, especially the the, the live feed is. is, is Brilliant, and you know, especially on, on Facebook as well. Like you see, I might be looking back on them. You can kind of see, you know, you see people who tuned in. And you'd be like, you'd be thinking, Jesus, you didn't think they'd ever have any interest in watching handball. But you know, it, it just it brings that out in people, and people love, I suppose, the fact that that's endearing from Claire as well. You know, and Claire being such a, a stronghold in it, I suppose. Um, you know, it's great for people to see them because you know that's that's, that's, that's a long trek um, for anyone that. Would have an interest in watching the game, so yeah, at least, at least it's there for you know the resource there for people to to watch and you know give the game a bit of promotion. And finally, uh, Colin, you know, you, you mentioned, you, of course, your greatest coach and your greatest mentor, there's no doubt, your father, Tom, and a very proud moment for you all, you know, when you lifted that trophy in, in Belfast, you know, it was the culmination of many, many, many years, you know, you're, you're at it a long, long time and, you know, and a lot, lot more to go and, and bigger fish to, to fry as, 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 you know, bigger titles. I mean, it must have been a very proud moment uh, for, for all the family. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look, look. Everyone, everyone's like, yeah. The younger brother Mark up as well. So, you know, I had a guy, a good entourage by like Kevin Callahan there from from the middle, and uh, you know Ben Murray from from the Mark was there, and like, Christy Philpa was even up up to watch it as well. Yeah, so and a good, him. yeah, good to see, good to see Christy back out and 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 back to full fitness again too. Yeah, yeah. No, it's light, light of that. So, like, you know, when you see, like, you see. People like that making the journey up, and you know it does, it does, it does drive you on. And you look, you know, I was delighted, but you know they were, they were equally as delighted for, you know, to publication in the map and and all that. But look, yeah, just delighted, just delighted that both win, win the first, first senior title. Yeah, that, and I suppose now that you've got a taste of winning the first one, and you you you'll, you'll want an awful lot more. And Colin. You know the clock is cut up on us here. It's it's been an honour and and a pleasure to talk to you here on Scarif Bay Community Radio. I know you're you're number two in in Ireland at the moment. I have no doubt that there'll be many a battle ahead, and it's going to come down maybe to Diarmuid yourself in the final again to see who's going to be number one and number two. And what a battle that will be to look forward to. Colin Crehan, Colmila Magot. You're listening to Sportsline on Scarif Bay Community Radio, eighty-eight point three and ninety-two point seven in East Clare around the world on ScarifBayRadio.com and on the TuneIn radio app. Sportsline is sponsored by Derek Credit Union. And 
Now, thanks again to Colin Crean for taking the time to talk to us. Now we move from handball and we go to one of the men that was heavily involved in one of the greatest events ever in, in Clare Hurling. Um, it was the Hearty Final in, in the Gaelic Grounds uh, last Saturday. And what a victory for St. Joseph's Secondary School in Tulla. And a man who was central to that as leader of the team, but also gave an impeccable performance in out as a centre field, a real leader, a man of the match display. Uh, Ronan O'Connor, you're welcome to Scarf Bay Community Radio. Thank you, Leo. Pleasure, pleasure to be on it now. No um, bother. No, the pleasure is all ours, Ronan. To be to be quite honest about it, and look, it is great to have to have you on. And first of all, many congratulations to you and the team on a massive victory, and also to yourself on the leadership qualities you showed uh, by uh, gaining a man. And I know you, many of the match display you, you could visit for the team as well. But you led you led by example. Uh, many congratulations. It's a few days out, uh, Ronan, from the from the the final. Um, I suppose you obviously everybody is talking about it, and your heroes and all that. Is it still very much in the mind? It is. It is, of course. Oh, stop. Um, still, I think for most of us, <clears throat> probably hasn't set in that much. But just the absolute of oh, the the chaos of it all now, and the the support we've all gotten has just been unreal. So, just we're, to be honest, the last few days we're still soaking it in. So, yeah, it's been it's been incredible now. There's no doubt, Ronan, they talk about all these great hearty finals in, you know, the, with Clare teams in 52 and all the Flannels even the 70s, the 80s, up along and all the titles they've won. But I think when, when, when history in time will be very, very kind and will make this final probably one of the more special finals that ever took place in hearty, Ronan. I think so. I think so. The first time, you know, <clears throat> this this four-game win streak we've been on is the only four wins to ever have in hearty. Like he's been setting out this year, Tulla, you know, never won a hearty game. So I think definitely, yeah, there was every game we won was history in itself. So to go the whole way was just just unreal. Yeah, and to beat the the four teams you beat, if you wanted to pick out the hardest way to win it, you couldn't pick them out any harder than what you done. Any, it's it's a tremendous feat uh, for the players and every one of you, you know, to to and it's better, it's better you were getting in, in every game, you know, and even last Saturday, never really looked, never really, the victory never looked in doubt. Exactly, yeah. Oh, no, you said it. We couldn't have picked four harder teams and bigger names, as we call them. But, yeah, no, I thought last Saturday was probably our best performance. We probably peaked at the right time, in fairness. Um, like, if you looked at our first half playing against the win we did, to be only down one point, was, but, I mean, that was that was huge to the win. So, yeah, oh, unreal. Ronan Pat here again. Heartless congrats. I'm, you must be tired of hearing that at this stage. But look, uh, just uh, uh, a question. I was kind of wondering. You know, we'll say you've been playing with Fecal Fecal Canine all, all through your career at club level, and that's a different dynamic. And you know, you, you die for the jersey. But it's probably different, I suppose, playing playing again with lads from different clubs in East Clare and East and kind of Mid Clare, I suppose. You know, uh, lads you got to know in secondary school and and play it together there. So. Um, it's a different dynamic with the school, isn't it? You're talking about a whole region. You're talking about different sets of supporters supporting you. So um, that must be nice to get away from the club scene occasionally and have this fantastic success with your school and all the friends from other clubs. Yeah, exactly. It is honestly unreal to play with. Like that's lads you never get to play with, and you're you're used to. You know, most of the boys I'm playing with in those teams were taking the heads off each other on the weekends <laughs> in club games. So it is it is serious how you get to play with them and. You know, get such a like such a good crew together to 
play. So yeah, it is. It is. It's very different, but it's it's brilliant. It's a brilliant opportunity. And Ronan, go, growing up yourself with these lads since you were in first year, right, very thirteen to eighteen years, wherever you are now. Could you yourself sense this building up a little bit? I mean, you weren't going to say you're going to win the Hearty Cup. Could you sense there was a really good basis for us, a very good senior uh, secondary school team there, say three or four years ago? Yeah, to be honest, since we came in, like school wouldn't have won a first year county title in a good few years. And like the team we had, we won it and we would have beat two Flemish teams that year. And like we would always, we would have fairly fancied ourselves. But, um, I suppose then, as I said, we won the under-16 and a half Monster B title fairly handy. So we were always kind of eyeing up this, you know, when it came, we weren't we weren't planning on letting this, this chance slip by. So, yeah, we would always have that belief, but to go and do it was, was another thing and was just unreal. Great. And, of course, the other thing, you know, to have such a bunch of players together is unbelievable, as you've said, and correctly so, and, you, and, you, and your speech afterwards and your interviews afterwards, you give great credit to them. And also, of course, to have, I suppose, to coincide with the, the good bunch of lads coming up together in Tullis Secondary, you have the three men that took you, you know, took the mantle of, of, of mentoring, and uh, you couldn't find three better lads, I'd say. Oh, you, you said that we could not, if we tried, have three better. They're just, they could not speak highly enough of each of them to a man. Like, not only, just the, how much they care, the commitment, uh, it's everything, the attention to detail. It's honestly, the three of them together are faultless and I said it on the speech and it's like absolutely true we would not be anywhere without them we would not probably have even been playing in this competition without the three of them so yeah you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't get better if you tried so so extremely grateful to them all so. Ronan Leo here again Ronan I, I remember being at the, the, Flen- the game you played Flannans uh, a couple of years ago in Cusick Park and I just thought on that day you know it was level with 10 minutes to go right and I kind of sensed that day that there was something here on the horizon uh, for Tuller. No, did I see uh, winning a hearty? I wouldn't have been 100% sure, but I saw him going close and how to go close enough. I thought it was just maybe a little bit of lack of belief on the day. But do you think that, that looking back maybe on a match, something like that, you'd say you were so close that, look, at, it is it is possible to, ta- to take this? Definitely. Playing that a couple of years ago, and there would have been a few of us. There was, I think, five of us who played the Harrison Finals who played in that too. So definitely playing that showed us that although we did end up losing the Flannans by I think it was nine or ten points, that playing that year and playing Flannans did show us that we were not that far off it. So definitely and I think it would have showed the the three boys as well, the managers a lot as well. So definitely that would have stood to us in that Flannans game in particular, hundred percent, yeah, helped us out this year. And Ronan, you gave a ma- you gave a marvelous speech after the game, you know, and I don't think you you, you, you you forgot anyone in in your speech, and you know how you could do it with the emotion of the victory that was in it. But you know the scenes on the field and the scenes back in Tulla on 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 Saturday evening were, you know, unbelievable. They were, they were. I still can't believe it myself, to be honest. The support we have and everyone who came to the match, and then Tulla Street that night, it's just. Honestly, we were talking about it only the other day, today in school, like uh, like how lucky we are like to the people for supporting us because, as I said, winning this whole thing is just obviously incredible in itself. But like them coming, to the, like the numbers they come into the match and then on the night out and everything, they make it 10 times better. So honestly, it is all like it's what we're doing is for them at the end of the day. So we're, we're so grateful. 
Absolutely, Ronan. There was fantastic scenes. I mean, uh, I have to concur with Leo. Your speech and your interviews afterwards were absolutely dead on point and brilliant for a, for a young a young man like yourself to be able to do in such a high emotional situation. What I wanted to ask you was, you know, the way you played um, the way you played our school after the first three or four minutes, you seemed to nearly be without shadow of a doubt, know exactly what you were doing. And I just want to ask you, in, in this modern age, you know the way there's man- management and psychologists and all kind of people advising players, did you envisage exactly how this game was going to go in your head? Could you see in advance how you were going to stop their danger, man, how you were going to attack? And could you see, had you kind of an idea in your head how this game was going to pan out? Because it looked like to me you had left nothing to chance and were really well prepared. Exactly. We, we did, like from the individual like different battles that the three lads would have had sorted out and, you know, had certain men detailed to whatever tasks. And then it's been a feature of our games. We we tend to play against the win in the first half, which obviously happened again and just with the absolute plan to just try to work like work like mad in the first half and limit the score, which is exactly what we did. And we always thought then, you know, we knew with the win behind us in the second half, you know, we were gonna we were always gonna push on. So yeah, I think definitely it, you know, that game went how exactly how we planned this. Like when we get them 15 minutes left against any team, we, you know, we know we're going to win that game. And that'll be so vital <laughs> in the next two steps you have to take, uh, which there will be two, I'm certain, uh, to know, you know, with, with maybe a little bit of work to do with 10 or 15 minutes left, you know deep in your hearts you have what it takes to finish off the game. Yeah, I do. And I think that's, that's something that's been building, you were said, since, you know, we came in the first year. You know, we have done that many times and, you know, playing together this long, like, this group has been, there's, our managers would have had the statistic, but we've had the spine of this team has been playing together for many years, which other teams wouldn't have at all. Like, when we played TBC, they would have only had, I think, the five that were playing in first year or even less. So, I think playing together for so long has stood to us. And, yeah, when it's, like, it's been something we've done a good few times now, it's come back in matches and, you know, you've seen we've been down five, six, seven points. We don't panic. We know that we do have it in us. So, yeah, that's been huge. And that is, that's another thing that we credit to massively to the three lads, Mr. Fanny, Mr. Kelly, Mr. Harris, because they, you know, always tell us that we have every chance and they, you know, they're probably the ones who do make us believe the most. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And Ronan would say, I know the draw has been made, uh, from your own point of view, and it might be an unfair question, uh, would you fancy playing Gart, who you might have a local rivalry and know a few other players quite well, or would you think you'd fancy playing absolute college royalty in Cairns? I mean, it, it is Cairns, isn't it's it? Cairns, yeah. uh, in your own mind, is there any, any t- of those teams to prefer, or does it matter at this stage? Is it all about Tulla? I think, what you said, it probably is at this stage all about us, and we don't, to be honest, we don't really care at this stage who's put in front of us. But yeah, there's pros to both. We we probably wouldn't mind an old derby with Doris have a few of the same way then Mike you know, it would be nice to get Kieran too, another another very big name who probably fancy themselves. So it's it's a win win for us, I think. I tell you, Ronan, it is a win-win and it will be a win-win because I don't think any team, any college team in the country will want to play, want to play uh, Tulla. Uh, you know, obviously they're going to have to play you some sets to, to win it, but I don't think they'd fancy their chances, you know, about that. Ronan, just a quick question off it. Where does the, where does, um, the books fit in in this? Are, are they gone by the wayside for a, at least another month? Uh, the books, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> 
Those, those things <laughs> called school books, Ronan. <laughs> Come here, Ronan. We've, uh, we'll we've delayed you long enough, in fairness. He's been from, in, from, his, he, from his studies, yeah. He's been an absolute honour and a pleasure to talk to the winning captain of the 2022 Hearty Cup winning team in St. Joseph's Tulla. And I don't think we've we've seen the the, the last of St. Uh, we haven't definitely haven't seen it because there's going to be a semi final. I think uh, Park and Crow kick it beckons and might as I I made a prediction last Saturday. I think that the same two teams that played last Saturday could very well appear in in Crow Park in about a month's time. And Ron O'Connor, look at you you made a brilliant speech in the Gaelic Crowns last Saturday, and I look forward to hearing your speech in Crow Park in about four or five weeks' time when you lift the Crow Cup. Ron O'Connor, it's been a pleasure to have you here on Scarapay Community Radio. Thank you, Leo. Thanks, Thank you. Thank you Thanks a million, Ron. Great to have you. Brilliant. You're listening to Sportsline on Scarapay Community Radio, 88.3 and 92.7 in East Clare, around the world on scarapayradio.com and on the TuneIn Radio app. Sportsline is sponsored by Derg Credit Union. And once again, thanks to the captain of the winning St. Joseph's Tullet Secondary School team in Tulla, uh, Ron O'Connor, for taking the time to talk to us. And we go off from the captain to one of the generals. And once again, you are now joined on the line by a member of the management team. Men, very good to us here on Scarif Bay Community. Always uh, gives of his time, no matter how busy he is. It's Terence Fahey. Terence, you're welcome back once again. Thanks, lads. Congrats, Thanks, Terrence. Great to be great back to talking to you. Thanks, to Pat. Thanks. Yeah. And of course, on this occasion, on this occasion, a winning, winning um, mentor and manager of the Saint Joseph Secondary School team, who are Hearty Cup champions for, for 2022. And I second uh, Terrence, and many congratulations to you and all. Thanks a lot, Leo. Yeah, it's a, a special few days in the school, and uh, we, had a, we had a day of days last Saturday in the Gaelic grounds and yeah just really yeah historic and um, special and just we it's really special because there was such support for the for the boys and there was such a investment from everybody in East Clare and indeed Clare, Clare itself and uh, there was huge goodwill towards them and they delivered and they really put in a, a, a great performance and they got the cup at the end and um, yeah they've they've done a lot of great hurling throughout the campaign and they've they've played in a lot of epic matches but oftentimes as you as you all know um, you can come up short at the end and you can have nothing to show for that you know but that wasn't the case on Saturday they were very um, they were very determined that they were going to finish the job in the Hearty Cup, and they did, and, and we're, we're immensely proud of them, and I think they're really, they're really savouring it now at the moment. And of course, Terence, it's great when you come out in a final and everyone does their job, and to play arguably the best tournament you played all year on the biggest day and the biggest stage is testament uh, to those lads and testament to the preparation put in by all. Well, testament to those lads, certainly, and uh, I think people who would have followed the team can see that the team is improving match on match, and they're getting a little bit more confidence, and they're gaining a little bit more belief, and their hurling is getting a little bit crisper, and yeah, so really, really special that they could. They, they, it was a, it was an immense team performance on Saturday. You know, there wasn't a weak link, or there wasn't a you know, there wasn't a, 
wasn't a problem really in the performance, you know, it was just kind of, they were on it, they were on it, to, you know, as a unit, they were on it, they backed themselves up immensely throughout, and, you know, it was, it was different for young lads, you know, there was a couple of thousand people there, and there was huge, they marched behind the Tulla Pipe Band, and there was huge, huge goodwill and huge support, but we weren't under pressure, I suppose, Hearts Goal were the team that were under pressure, and, uh, the sense of expectation surrounded Arts Gull and uh, our lads were they had a they had a free hit at it really and they had you know they had nothing to lose so they took it on and they went at it with relish and yeah it was great. Terence, one of the factors of I thought watching watching the way you played was this having and I thought so more than that having watched the, the the senior county league games in that your tackling was ferocious and it was you know, utterly intense. But yet, you were tackling without giving away stupid fouls. I thought it was a great control and a great method in your tackling, is it? No lacking in intensity. And yet there was no stupid stuff around the neck or stupid soft freeze. And is that something you'd work on? Uh, I know you don't want to talk, take credit for anything yourselves as such, but, you know, it looked to me that's a strong, strong part of your game. Great tackling, no giving away stupid freeze. Good discipline. Well, it's a, it's a big part of it has been a big part of our season, the discipline, because it really cost us in the early rounds, particularly cost us the day down against LSL in our first round when we lost, because after 20 minutes of that match, uh, LSL hadn't scored from play, but they still I think might have been six points to five. They were up, they had all their points got, and we had all the. the we had all the poor, cheap, lazy stuff that you're talking about there, Pat. We had we had those little ten- tendencies earlier on in the campaign. And um, thankfully, as we kind of got through matches, and we had them against Fermoy in the second round for the first half also, where we were, our discipline wasn't near the standard required. And um, it began to straighten itself then, and it has got a little bit better, you know, incrementally, um, week on week, game on game. Now, I would also say on it that I think that the referee did a fantastic job on Saturday. Now, it's yeah. easy for me to say that, yeah. but he let he let it go on both sides. That's true. You know, yes, and he, yeah. he he let it he he let it be a contest. You know, a physical contest on both. You know, um, and and let both of them go at it as hard as they could, and um, I think that that played a that played a role too. He yeah. wasn't pulling for True. he wasn't pulling for uh, you know silly. You know, he wasn't better. Exactly. It was a, a cast a cast iron free. He wasn't going to be stopping the play and stopping the run of the contest, which was you know which added to the indeed, and it wasn't trying to get the sense of attention to, yeah. to the game. But having said no, that, it's no. also worth adding, and it's important to note as well that. I mentioned that first, but I mean the quality of the hurling as well, the actual skills involved of all the skills of the game was highly evident and I mean each player was so comfortable on the ball and so comfortable with their striking and their control. I mean that, that it's not just the physical team to turn into you know, against better teams. Your hurling is, is, is of the highest quality as well and to do it on the big day is you know, in the big stadium Oh, when the chips are down and the trophies up there and the stand waiting to be won, that's the day to produce it, and and they did so. Look at that has to be noted as well, uh, Terence. Yeah, ah, they did absolutely. They're um, there, but the, but they're, 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 you know, I know that earlier on in the campaign we had problems. We weren't scoring freely, and 
I think against Fermoy we didn't score in 60 minutes from play. But um, there's loads of hurling in the team. There's loads of hurling in the in in the playing group. They're well well able to hurl. They just I suppose have to back themselves to go out and bring it, which they did and which they do. And um, yeah, no, there's loads of ability there. Loads of it. We're not uh, you know I know this. We have people on paper might be looking, you know, and saying, "Well, there might be weaknesses there," but there certainly are not. There, there are not. There are not weaknesses there. You you wouldn't win, as you well know, hurt, uh, in terms. You don't win a, a hearty if you have weaknesses and and uh, at any at any time. And 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 you know, in fairness to everyone who was last day, they played out of their skins last Saturday. And <coughs> as you said, plenty Holland in that team and. The confidence that they will gain from from this victory, you know, not only for 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 uh, St George's Tullow, hopefully in the All Ireland semi final, but going back to their clubs and going back into in, into the county level of which you're you're heavily involved in yourself at the moment, it's going to uh, just increase their ability, and you know, everything will get be positive uh, relating from it. Yeah, well, it certainly won't do them any harm. But the, the nature of the individuals in the team and the nature of the players is that's the starting point here, and it's nothing to do with anything. There's kind of there, there, there are huge fighting qualities, there are huge determination streaks in those players that you know that they had before they ever came into the school in Tulla, you know, and uh. There's just some great steely characteristics in the in the group, and we're very very lucky with the group that came along. And you know they have they have showed up all throughout from the very from first year all the way through. They've got to the to the final stages of every competition that they entered. So you know there's. They didn't lack much. They didn't, you know. Absolutely, did we think? Did we think we were going to be winning the Hearty Cup? Very few were, were thinking. Did we think we were going to have a right cut at it? I would think everybody thought we would have a right cut at it within our group. But um, to actually go on and win it, but yeah, two things there. You're dead right. You won't win a Hearty Cup there. You have classy hurlers, number one. But number two, you know. It was massively helped by the nature of the players and the, the characteristics that they have because they were down in they were down in many games and they were in tight corners and they just have a they have a great resilience and they have a great bit of grit about them and you know we knew them since they were in first year and they kind of you know a lot of that was in their character when they came in the door it was kind of innate and it's instinctive in them so it's a massive reason why they're hearty champions because they were down against Fermoy <clears throat> they were down against CB- CBC they were dead dead and buried in both those games and uh, they came through them and then they got a bit of confidence and then they got a bit of real you know they got a bit of real belief and going back to the LSL was a huge was a huge game for them because we knew we were good enough to beat them but to go on and actually do it when you know that you're good enough to do it is a isn't isn't always an easy thing to do so um no special special a very special group that's the, i suppose what yeah. i'm trying to say there in a long-winded way is there's a very special collective there and there's a great with characteristics <clears throat> 
And there's a great bond uh, in terms between them all. You could see that, you know, their fighting quality is a great bond between yourselves and the players of the management and, and the players also. And in terms, you know, the scenes after the game and the scenes, uh, we said it to Ronan as well, the <coughs> scenes in Tulla, and look at the, 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 you couldn't get an evening with weather as bad, but the scenes in Tulla on, oh. on, on, on Saturday evening, you know, nothing could dampen uh, the, the spirits and, yeah. you know, the emotion of the whole occasion. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And coming back in the bonfires and the, ra- the rain, the bonfires at every crossroads on the way back from Clooney to Tulla and the rain pouring down and the pipe band. We had hoped to march up through yeah. the whole town, but yeah. we had to go to Plan B there because they were going to get drowned and we had a reception um, planned inside for families in the community, which went very well. And uh, no, the scenes, I suppose, look, at we didn't, we, we didn't, we weren't too bothered about the aftermath of anything all throughout the year, but we were kind of anxious that if we were in the hearty final, that the aftermath would be, you know, could be quite properly yeah. done and would be, you know, it would be choreographed very carefully. And um, it was, and sure, that was, those were the formalities. We went back to the hotel for two hours on our own, just the playing group. And then, all the families went back to the school for a reception, and then we met the pipe band. And yeah, it was just a really, really, really wonderful evening. Yeah, and one, one never, never to be forgotten. And you know, as we said in history and time, that Saturday will be will be talked about in in folklore. But however, terms the journey is far from over, and there's bigger fish, bigger fish to fry. And now Saint Joseph Tuller in All Ireland semi final against either Saint Kieran's or Gart. That's right. That's in three and a half weeks' time on the fifth of March, and um, we have a few bits and pieces going on this week. The bits and pieces that come with the, the I suppose, the trappings of success. The cup going maybe here or there. People. Um, people want to fall in around it so that's going to happen this week and that'll be great yeah. that'll be special has and, to be done um, that'll yeah. take has to be done and it'll coincide with mocks for the lads we've a lot of the lads doing mocks not that they're they're too stressed about that now but um, <laughs> then we look at we've three, we've three weeks then we have a window to to take them down to take them back up again and we'll we play either Gart or St. Kieran's in, 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 on the 5th of March. And yeah, sure, isn't it? It'll, it'll, and sure, it'll be spring. It'll, it'll be spring then, and it has the, no, it'll have rattled the winter. A grand, so, stretch, yeah, in, a grand, stre- grand old stretch in the evening is hope it turns. Now, uh, just to mention the, the yeah. semi final, um, you know, either way it's going to be special because. Gort is only up the road, and South Galway and East Clare would have you know bits of rivalry because they play challenges, and the, some of these lads, of course, would know each other through club hurling as well. So that's the neighbours up the road right. would be a great uh, attraction for everybody. And then, of course, Cairns, as we said, Tyrone, and would be the I suppose the the, the absolute creme de la creme, the aristocrats of colleges hurling in so many ways, and the players that produced over the years and the team. So look at either way, it's something to massively look forward to. Absolutely, and um, I suppose we'll know that, we'll know the outcome of that game in two weeks' time, I think it's the 19th of February, that game is on, and um, that'll be defined for us on that day, but it, oh, it would be, God, like if you, if you had, 
if Gort bet St. Kieran's now, there would be some chat and there'd be some buzz around <laughs> the place. And should yeah. there be? There would be. There'd be any amount of angles now, and sure, we'd be we'd be seriously compromised on our management team now. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> there'd be good crack going. There'd be good crack going if it was Gort. Um, certainly, uh, that'd be so special. And we played him earlier on in the year in the challenge match, and um, I think we won it by a few points. It was that we were we had a couple of games played and Gart it was Gart's very first match, so they were only getting the the pipes open and we played them up in Kilbacenty. But they have improved a lot as the year has gone on. Gart have improved a lot and they're 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 coming strong now. But if they, if Tulla and Gart are to be look at to be to be a, an immense occasion, there's um, no doubt about that. But in terms, again, apart from the, the hurling itself, you know, what the what the pride of um, East Clare and, and, and beyond last Saturday and what it has done, you know, it has revitalised the place, you know, has given it, uh, you know, even in the, the these dark evenings, the, the, there's still so much life around the place and it's great when, you know, people attach on to a team, a great team, what they've done for so much. But, you know, this victory goes even well far wider than just the secondary school itself. Ah, it does. It does. Um, I suppose it has been going on a while. The campaign has been going on a while, and um, there has been bits of drama here and there in the campaign. And people, people became interested in our team, you know, for loads and loads of reasons. And then a crowd started to follow it, and they're the type of team that if you went to see them one day. You'd, you'd certainly be making sure you were there the next day and you'd be bringing a few more with you. And that's that's what has happened. And um, <clears throat> look, at it's, it's a sleepy time of the year. It's January and February and there isn't a, you know, there isn't a whole pile on for people. So people kind of gravitate into it and they get kind of interested in it. And yeah, uh, there's a huge, there's a huge groundswell of support behind the team and there's a huge interest in the team. And um I think I was talking to, I was talking to, I was talking to people in different places, but there are people who are, might necessarily be that interested in, in, in hurling, but they're interested in this story because um, there's a lot in it, I suppose. Yeah, and of course, you uh, we, as well, there's there's normally cheerleaders at the American football, but I see we have three young cheerleaders, uh, new cheerleaders uh, from, 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 from Wycott uh, getting well used to the, the scene. And look, it's great for the, for, great for the, the family as well, Terence. Yeah, and I suppose the, the bonus there is that the matches take place on a Saturday. So, you know, families yeah. can go oh, and it's, you know, the, the hearty cup matches in the past, you know, the, normally on Wednesdays. But the uh, knockout matches recently, they're all on Saturdays. So, yeah, sure, everybody is. Yeah, they love, the kids love it and their cousins love it. And sure, there was a huge, there was a huge level of support there from Mike at the weekend. And, you know, they're coming from, you know, it's that type of a, it's that type of a team and it's that type of a kind of a, a, a voyage. And um, people are just interested in it and, yeah, it's kind of, it's a bit stirring, you know, and people, you know, people like that sort of thing, and sure, we like, considering what we're after coming out of, and um, the restrictions that have been placed on people, sure, there's a bit of a, a pure and simple honest buzz about the thing, and 
I tell you, uh, Michal, Merton, Michal Merton knew the time to lift the restriction because I tell you, East Clare <laughs> has just gone wild in the last month and, well, plint, and plenty more, plenty more uh, to, to, to do so as well. You couldn't put a price on, on uh, as you said, can I have to refer to their terms, on putting a really massive smile on people's faces in, in that kind of old time of the year and maybe not, maybe Clare hurling hadn't been anything to maybe get too excited about in recent times. So look at putting that smile on people's faces all over the county and on social media and as with the groundswell. It was, look at, it's something you'd all appreciate a lot more to say in, down, down the line in the future, even enough to think about now. But look at turns, it was fantastic. And um, as I said, it has had to put it into words, but you, you've done a fair job putting it into words anyway. And look at, the story isn't over. So that's that's the really good thing. Yeah. Thanks, Carl. That's it. Terence Fahey, as always, it's a pleasure to talk to you here on Scarif Bay Community Radio, a winning manager of the Hearty Cup winning champions of 2022, and we wish you the very best of luck in the upcoming All-Ireland series. Thanks a million, Terence. Thanks a lot, lads. God bless, Terence. Thanks a lot, lads. And once again, thanks to Terence Fahey for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarif Bay Community Radio. And look at even the hurling. The hurling is going very well over in, in, in Tulla at the moment. But let's not forget that there's the Athletics Club is making big noises over there as well. A very successful Athletics Club and a very, very busy Athletics Club and a tremendous success on and off the track. And now we're joined by a man who's very central to all that uh, for Toller Athletics. It's Eugene Conlon. Uh, Eugene, you're welcome once again to Scarif Bay Community Radio. Thanks very much, Leo. Eugene... Look at um, I suppose uh, with the Holland is taking all the limelight at the moment, but at the back, at the scenes, uh, behind the scenes, athletics is getting uh, very, very strong. And you know the new the new track is over there, and a lot of new members and Tulla Athletic Club more more alive than it ever was. Yes, I, I think definitely um, the the track has brought a, a new momentum to, to it all together, and we have far more members now and. You know, ones that are serious about competitive running and uh, athletes that are coming in just to to keep fit and for the, the joy and the fun of it. And it's so all, and, and it's, it's going really well. And it's all ages, Eugene. There's no no barrier. Oh, there's no barriers. It's it's all ages, all age, all ages and all abilities. Really, that's what we we cater for. And Eugene, you know, it's in it's in a, a tremendous place as well. You know, just outside the outside outside the the, the, the village or the town itself. You know, it's a, a, a and it's a tremendous facility. You know, for any place to have, and you know, as even uh, you, you, all all are welcome. All are all are welcome, and as you just said about it being just so close to the town and the the footpath to connect it into the town is supposed to be going in now soon in in, in during the, the, this year. So hopefully that that will make it um, very accessible for people just walking if they don't you know if they just want to walk out from the village and have a walk or a jog around the track. It, it would make it very accessible. Eugene Pat here, and first of all, congrats on your success recently, but also on your fabulous new facility, which I'd like to hear more about maybe shortly. But, you know, there's a great tradition, as we know, of athletics in Tulla, and maybe which you so deeply involved yourself. Do you find, has, have you found at times that it can be a struggle to keep membership up and to keep keep things going? Or does the fact that, they, you know, you've such a positive membership and athletes there around around the area, it's, it's easy to stay going. Has, is it a struggle at times, what I'm asking? Uh, it, it is always a struggle at times, I suppose. Um, if you look at, I suppose, athletics would, wouldn't be as popular a sport as, as more team sports like hurling and camogie or, or soccer. 
But there has been a great tradition in Tulla and uh, I suppose we came to the stage that we had either to continue and get facilities so that to, to continue that great tradition or really we, w- we would have folded up because um, you, you have to have facilities nowadays for young people to train and our new facility is a fantastic really and it has um, brought out many more young, young members and members of all ages and all abilities really. Which is exactly what you and, want, yeah. And just exactly on that, uh, and maybe briefly, Eugene, you know, it's fantastic and we know it's been developed continually, but how, can you tell us how it's come about in, in a brief way, you know, how much work was, I know the amount of work was into it, but you know, getting the land and getting it set up and getting the finances, you know, in brief, what, how was that done? Well, I suppose we, we started with a, a small committee, uh, five of us that um, became the, the trustees. There was um, <clears throat> Thomas Burns, Michael Minogue, Paul Caulfield, Brian Kilou and myself were the five committee members and are the five trustees of the, the property. And when we purchased it, um, I suppose by the time we had completed the, the sale agreement, the purchase agreement, it was 2015. And we looked for planning then for for to do the track and, and uh, dressing rooms and a sports hall. And, you know, it went on from there then getting grants and getting in contractors to do the work and doing a lot of voluntary work, getting different ones to do uh, voluntary work in it as well. And uh, I suppose fundraising is the is the big issue, the, always the hardest thing. And um, uh, Padre Green and uh, Keith McInerney came on board uh, to help us with the fundraising and they started the Euro Millions Lotto, which has ah. been a very good success now. Well, you did before, just before Leo comes back in, I mean, any of us in our parishes involved in any, in any you know, projects, as everybody nearly is, you know, uh, we know exactly how much work goes into a major project like that. So, you know, it's tremendous credit to all of you. And I just hope that, you know, you will get the support that you really, really deserve. And I'm sure you are getting it. I'm sure we are getting it. Oh, we are, definitely, definitely. Because I, I think, you know, you have to um, you have to put your best foot forward. And when people see things are being done, they, they will come on board with you. I suppose it's it's uh, it's like the, the film years ago, um, Build It and They Will Come, it's... That's what it basically is, and but yeah. you you have to make the to put in the big effort first, there's and no, it's, it's easier now to, to get people to come on board. There's no doubt about it. But uh, even following on from that, Eugene, you know the fact that the, the the facilities are there, you know there is tremendous, you know on that's off the track, on the track there has been tremendous performances from the athletes as well, and I know there's a lot of promising athletes over there at Rundrage who are doing very very well, and also your senior athletes are are also competing at the highest level also, uh, Eugene. Yes, we we had uh, great success uh, there last Sunday with the um, women's uh, four by two hundred relay team, and um, they finished second in in the monster championship indoor championship, which was a fantastic achievement. And the the team was was uh, Kate Lynch, uh, Roshin Ambrose, Sinead Conlon, and Leo Keith, and they they just put in a fantastic performance. And, and also we had uh, David Meehan uh, finish fourth in the senior 1500 metres, which was a fantastic achievement as well. And Eugene, do they qualify now to go on to All-Irelands after that? 
Well, you, you can. It's it's up to yourself if you, if you want to enter in the All Irelands. Uh, I'm not sure whether they're, you know, going to do that. Uh, the the standard at All Ireland would be would be rather high, very high. It would, yeah, it would. You know, there's no no doubt about it. It would. And um, and going back to the, going back to the the training for these girls and for, and for the use of the track. How many nights a week, uh, Eugene, is the track? Um, open shall we say obviously it is open All can, people can use it anytime but how many nights is it busy shall we say on, on, I suppose Saturday mornings at 10.30 is our big training day and that's really mostly juveniles from uh, seven years of age up to teenage years but on Mondays and Wednesdays then we have um, uh, two different groups it's at seven we have uh, the younger age groups and at 7.30 then we have adults and and um, our we'll say our senior men and senior women of that would be competing in competitions uh, train there together and you know it's fantastic to, um, that they you know they're pushing each other and helping each other out in, in the training and we also then have a, have a group of um, people that are really just. Um, are just doing it for the, the, the fun of it and just to keep fit. And uh, Valerie Hogan actually put in a great effort to start that up and it, it is very successful. And come here, Eugene, as, as a, a, a question out to you, you know, what is the total membership of the athletic club at the moment? You know, you, you, as, as you were saying, you know, it has been a struggle and rightly so, you had to make the move either put in the track or, or close it down. What is the membership of the total athletic club at the moment? The, the membership, well, the, the, for this year's membership has just been taken now, but we would aim to have members between 125 and 150 this year. That would be between all age groups. That's that's that's, that's, that's a high membership, in fairness. That, that is very high now. That that would be, I'd say, as, near, as high as ever it was, I'd say, or probably at its highest, really. And, and they would come from Tulla, obviously, and all the, the surrounding parishes and, and, and areas. Eugene, just a question there that I, I'm wondering about, you know, because, again, you know, we know we all know what, what it involves to be, you know, running a sports club and, and, and so many sports going on for kids. Is it a help or a hindrance that so many of the, girl, the underage people are involved in hurling and camogie, even up to adult level, or do you find that one compliments the other people will, will join the athletics club because they want to be fit with the hurling, or do you find there's the clash sometimes and the team sports comes first, you know? Is it a help or a hindrance that they're involved in so many sports or maybe and not sticking solely with athletics? Yes, well, you, you, I mean, you could say it is a hindrance if they don't, that they don't, uh, they're not fully committed to the athletics, you know, ahead of all other sports. But really, that's not what we're looking for in young people because yeah. we really believe that young people should be doing as many sports as possible. And I mean, team right, sports yeah. are, are, really impo- are really important. Yeah. And, and uh, whereas athletics, I suppose, is more an individual sport. And I think it is for the development of any young child. I think it is really important that they, they take part in team sports. And that's, a, that's the and, whole key. Uh, yeah, well, well said. Yeah, it, it is. It is the whole key to it. But um, then, you know, that there are a lot of people that can combine two to two or three different sports and can do quite well with them. I know if they get to county standard and they're making counties at senior level, especially uh, in in either, you know, any team sport, you can't expect them to, to commit to athletics, but 
definitely uh, any sports people that are competing at club level uh, are well, should be well able to compete at uh, different sports. And I would actually like to see more, especially senior adults, um, you know, that are doing well at either Hurling or Camogie to also do that, that bit of athletics. And it would keep them fit in their off-season times. And I suppose years ago, it was a lot easier to do it because there was always a kind of a, a hurling season or a soccer season was, yeah, and then there break, was an yeah. athletic season in, in, in the winter mm-hmm. time. But, but now all sports go full blast all year round. But it, it's still possible, especially at club level, because I mean, the, I know commitment at club level can be very high, but um, it, it, it's still an, another way of training and another way of relaxation and another sport to be involved in. And, and Eugene, before we let you go, um, are you are you giving out the call there? You know, for people from other parishes uh, around to make use of the facility in Tulla and maybe come over and 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 take an interest and join the athletics club. Exactly, and even if 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 they don't think that they're going to be, you know, competing competitively all the time, that you know, just to give it a try, and um, especially for relay teams. Uh, we did also very well. We were uh, in the mixed cross-country relay there last uh, October. Uh, we were second in Munster. And, I mean, that was a fantastic achievement yeah, as yeah. well. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's great to get um, team teams out rather than it's very hard. To, well, we have some great performances in the individuals and even individuals. Last weekend, we had uh, Zoe Quinn won the Munster under 13 high jump or under 14, sorry. And, um, you know, we have great individual achievements, but for the ones, the, the athletes that would be interested in competing, but not given their full commitment, there are always the relay teams that they could take part in. And, uh, you know, it is it would take a, a huge commitment to, to even win individually at county or, or monster level. But if you take taking a team event and particularly the the relays uh, it, it would be a great chance for for athletes to 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 try it out yeah so there's there's room for all and the call the call is there uh, for for anybody to, to have a go and eugene it's been a pleasure to talk to you here on scarif bay community radio uh, congratulations on your success so far and congratulations with the facility that you have in place and continued success in the future for yourself and all at Tolle athletic club eugene Conlon, thanks a million thanks eugene Thanks very much, Leo, and thanks, Pat. Great to have you. Look, I'd like to wish all our players the very best of luck at the weekend. Also, wish all our colleges players the very best of luck in whatever colleges uh, competition you're taking part in, whether hurling, camogie, or whatever whatever it is. We wish you all the very, very best in that. And look, that concludes our sports on show here today on Scarab Pay Queen's Radio in association with their Credit Union on 88.3 FM and 92.7 FM. My thanks once again to co presenter Pat McNamara. Thanks to our guests, uh, special guest Colin Crehan. Uh, of course, our newly crowned Hearty Champions captain and, and manager Ronan O'Connor and Terence Fahey, and also to Eugene Conlon of Tolle Detty Club. My thanks also to Jim, Con- Jim Collins in the control door for keeping the ship afloat here once more today, and thanks to all of you for tuning in. All that remains is for me to your dial. Until we meet again, it's Bannock Day, August Lawn.